and welcome to the Low Tox Life Podcast. I'm Alex Stewart, your host, and today is show 116. And I thought because I have just finished my book tour with my final stop being one in my own city in Mona Vale on the weekend, uh, that uh, I would just do a little solo show myself today. Uh, I've been to 27 different locations around Australia in the past four months uh, touring the Lotox Life book. If you haven't heard about the book yet, please uh, go check it out on the website. I have it on lotoxlife.com homepage. Uh, but it's a book I've written that's essentially a culmination of the last 10 to 15 years of research, firstly starting with food and then moving into personal care, cleaning, furnishings, home, kitchen, clothes, textiles, uh, and of course that underpinning uh, theme of the environmental care aspect of everything we choose to bring into our homes, put into our bodies, put onto our skin. And then of course the way we adapt and the way we protect our mental health as we progress. It's a labor of much, much love, love for uh, our health and the planet. And I hope uh, if you haven't got it yet, that you might consider it perhaps as a little gift to yourself or to someone you love for Christmas uh, or whatever other celebration you might celebrate at the end of the year, office parties, uh, Kris Kringle, always a good idea. So um, over the book tour, I, I tend to have more Q&A than I do talking at people because I think that's where the juicy stuff happens. So in a little minute, I'm going to talk about the three main questions that came up in every single talk, believe it or not. And also I'm going to talk about what my top five swaps are uh, because a lot of people talk about overwhelm and talk about, gosh, there's so much we can do. Like, where do we start? Or I'm on a bit of a budget. What should I focus on? And this was a recurring theme over all of the Q&A topics as well. So that is what I have for you in today's show. So if you're curious to hear what those top three questions that came over and over and over again were, then stick with me as well as what my prioritization swaps are. Uh, but before I hook into that, I just want to mention that you now have one more week to make the most of this incredible offer from our show sponsor, uh, Waters Co, the filter guys. Um, I can't believe how many wonderful pieces of feedback I'm already receiving from people, people who are on smaller budgets, who are just getting the jug or the little mini waterman that I raved about in last week's show that Seb and I just traveled for a month with. I love that little thing. And it's so inexpensive and so inexpensive to refill um, and get replacement filters as well. If you, um, if you really just can't, you know, you look at an 800 or $1,000 filter and go, there is no way I can do that. It is okay. There is always somewhere that we can aspire to within our own income brackets. When I very first started on the low tox journey, I saved up for a couple of months and got my little first um, ace jug. And then, uh, over time, uh, went up again a size and then went up again a size. And I've gifted the previous uh, filters onto people or sent the jug to the camping supplies for, uh, Ollie and Seb when they go camping. Uh, and we use our little mini waterman for travel. 
there's just, you know, I think we often think, oh, if I can't get the good one, then I'm just not going to do anything at all. Well, they're all good and uh, they're really wonderful filters. There's absolutely no components of any of their filters that use aluminium. And you have replacement of all the trace minerals uh, coming back into your water through their filtration process, which is really important. So enjoy that special for the last week. And then I might also just mention we've had some wonderful people join our little low-tox club, slowly and uh, and wonderfully growing. And we've just finished one of our challenges. We're on our third challenge now. And it's a wonderful little club. It costs you 4 or $10 a month, whatever you can spare. So we're literally talking about the cost of a coffee um, or maybe one point two coffees if you convert the four US dollars to Australian. Um, but it is just such a wonderful little community. It helps us put on the show and all the other things that we do uh, in the work that we do at Lotox Life. And it also uh, means that we get to grow a chat group and talk about the episodes in a bit more depth. I've got some amazing little live calls planned for 2019. I've signed up some past guests when they come through town or little bonus uh, interviews that are kind of stretches of the podcast interviews so that club members can ask a few extra questions uh, that are directed straight to kind of what the crowd wants to learn about and uh, and a whole bunch of good stuff. And these little challenges that we do are little sprint challenges around, you know, uh, one of the ones we did was two hours of exercise a day and what does that feel like? Or uh, the one we just finished last week was around um, choosing seven things that have given you minor sources of aggravation, anxiety, or frustration as at, at not having got round to doing them and do them. And so we're all talking about it each day and yep, kick that goal, kick that goal. And also started to realize there are some things that we overestimate we can do realistically in a week. And that sometimes stops us from achieving anything we want to get done. And, uh, and so there've been some really interesting learnings there. So if you want to come join the low tox club, it is so inexpensive. Once you remember, you also not only in addition to the stuff that happens in the group that's exclusively for club members, you also get 20% off all of our courses and products, uh, which means, you know, if you get a couple of the courses over the year, uh, then you could save uh, and break even really on the cost of joining the club. So I hope to see you in there. It'd be great. And, uh, and let's hook into this little chat about the book tour. So uh, it was incredible that like, I was wondering whether I should talk about my mold story. And so if one of you guys came along, if any of you came along to this book tour, you would know that I uh, talked about my journey through mold illness, one that I'm still very much on the recovery train from, even though I'm much further along than I was, uh, eight months ago when we moved. Uh, you know, I just find it amazing. So many people, so many people told me, no, you've just got adrenal fatigue. No, you just need to do less. When I do an eight hour sleep, a proper good night's sleep, I am capable of much. And I give myself plenty of downtime and I get my feet in the grass or on the beach. Um, plenty of times I hug my family. I have many pockets of slow during the day, big, deep breaths, highway driving. You know, I am very protective of my energy levels and I know that about myself. So when you get told you've got something, you're trying, you know, you take on these labels, but deep down, sometimes, you know, it's not what's going on for you. And as those symptoms got worse and worse over 
over the years, uh, I finally uh, started to piece together the mold stuff and I've written a post about it finally because without a doubt, the number one question and the many questions that then came from it was, so how did you test your house from mold? How did you protect yourself when you were choosing a new rental property to move into? How did you, and there were so many mold questions. So I have written out exactly what happened to me, all of the symptoms that started to build over the years incrementally faster as the years went on so that you could sort of see my documented journey and it's a bit of a read. <laughs> so all of, I think it's about 7,000 words in the end. Uh, but I wanted to get this out because it was the number one thing that people asked about on the book tour. And I was worried initially, you know, is this indulgent me talking about a very personal health problem? But as I said, in every single talk I gave, if you look at the statistics, 24% of us have uh, a gene mix that cannot clear mycotoxins, right? 24% of us. Then you look at the statistics on how many water damaged buildings there are in America and Australia, for example, and it is around 35 to 50% depending on, uh, you know, kind of law of averages. There are some places that are super humid and damp, uh, some places that are really, really dry, and it all kind of averages out of somewhere between 35 and 50%. Now, you then look at the amount of chronic illness that we have out there, whether people get labeled with vague things like chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, things that never really help them move the needle, um, lots of inflammatory conditions, lots of brain inflammation. How many supplements are people taking for brain fog? How many supplements and medications are people taking for inflammatory, uh, chronic inflammatory diseases? It is the mind boggles as to how many people we could potentially help if they knew that the mold growing either in their walls or visibly through their homes is actually negatively impacting 24% of the people who live there. This is why you get a partner who may be completely fine and another partner who's curled up on in a fetal position experiencing up to 30 different horrific symptoms such as the ones I did. And, uh, you know, this is how we, we start to actually really make use of this amazing time that we live in, this incredible ability for us to exchange information, the wisdom of the village. And I can't tell you how many people on that book tour without fail, four or five people per talk were passionately positive by the end of my story that it was either affecting them personally or someone in their family or friendship circle once I pieced together for them what it could look like for someone to be affected by mold in a negative way. So, uh, in addition to this huge blog post I have, I just want to remind you that show number 55, I go in very big detail with the wonderful Dr. Sandeep Gupta, our premier physician in the area of mold illness in Australia. Uh, and we talk chronic inflammatory response syndrome or mold illness, as it's also called. called. I also talk about with him in that his incredible mold illness made simple course so that people who are trying to navigate this in their own lives get the support they need, save themselves thousands and thousands of dollars 
save themselves hundreds of hours of visiting practitioners who are not versed in this area uh, and um, and get the help you need sooner so that you don't get so sick or so that you can sort it out if you really, really are sick. Uh, I also have the Inflammation Ninja course. We have a bunch of tools in there around mold, mold illness, and other inflammatory diseases. And that is only 85 bucks or 60 odd dollars, $65 if you're American, uh, or about 70 euro if you're a European. Uh, you know, it is so inexpensive. It's like 45 pounds if you're in, uh, the UK. And if you are experiencing inflammation and you feel like you're just stabbing in the dark at all these different things. The reason me and Steph, the naturopath on my team created this course is because we are sick of seeing people not getting to the bottom of what's going on for them. Often it's not just one thing as Dr. Mignot, my personal physician talks about in the interview that I have with her in the inflammation ninja course, inflammation can come from a soup of exposures or lifestyle uh, habits that uh, if you get to the bottom of the two or three that impact you the most, you can radically impact your health for the better. And uh, and that's what I want for people. So that's why Inflammation Ninja exists. And then also show number 77 on the podcast documents me moving from the old apartment to the new apartment, what we did, how we cleaned stuff, what we decided to leave behind, what we took uh, and some of the strategies that we implemented to make it a really successful bye-bye mold move. Uh, and you have all of the details there. So show 55 and 57 on the podcast, the new blog post that I have uh, for you guys that I've documented my whole journey, which has a, a bunch of resources, tests you can then send for and, uh, and more uh, groups you can join as well. And then also uh, the Inflammation Ninja course that uh, we have on the Lotox Life website. So if you just go to explore and then courses, um, the Inflammation Ninja is one of the courses and you can literally join today. It's not one that you need to wait for a launch. It's an on-demand course and it's there to help. So um, the other th- sort of question I guess I, I got a lot uh, was around how we get our family members on board. And I think this is a really, and by that, I mean, like, how do we get them on board with the changes we want to make, whether it's our food, whether it's our personal care items, whether it's the kind of toys we buy for our kids, you know, all the things that can sometimes mean heated debate and discussion, shall I say. And we had a lot of laughs and we had a lot of knowing nods of like, oh my gosh, this is me too. Please help me. What do I do? And, uh, and then, you know, so there's a few things at play here. Sometimes it's the partner into partner relationship. Maybe it's your husband, maybe it's your wife, and they just think you're crazy for wanting to change everything or anything. Sometimes it's someone who's not in your immediate home circle. It's uh, perhaps a parent, a mother-in-law, father-in-law, uh, uncle, aunt, brother, sister, who doesn't live with you. Uh, so that can be still tense, but a little bit easier because at least you're not in the same home 24 seven. And then it's the outer circle of community. So the school that, so that could be the canteen or the classroom that has the air freshener going. It could be, um, the parks. It could be, uh, your local shops, cafe. It could be your workplace. How do we get people to actually understand what we're going on about and why it's so important? So I have found 
And this is, you know, just a culmination of some of the answers and variations of answers that I gave as we discussed things more and part A, part B, part C kind of questions popped up from it. I have found that the number one reason someone doesn't come along the ride with you or doesn't want to give you the time of day uh, when you're um, proclaiming, shall we say, that we need to make changes, it's often because they either haven't had the time or the information to come around to understanding why this is so important to you or the thought of making changes seems completely uh, impossible and difficult. Think expense, think time, think all the kind of main blockages that people have around making changes. And how we address the first one, i.e. they don't really understand why it's such a big deal, is we need to help arm them with some of the information that we have, but we need to do it in a way that doesn't make it overwhelming and doesn't go into as much detail as we, the passionate people in this picture, want and love to go into. By that I mean you're not going to be able to get your partner, mostly I should say, there's always going to be an exception, or your mum-in-law or father-in-law or dad, mum, sister, brother, uncle, whatever, to have 50 tabs open on the internet, to do five e-courses, to be a member of 20 chat groups about zero waste, low tox, environmental impact, uh, environmental chemicals, food, organics, permaculture. They're not there and maybe they don't want to be. We don't need them to be as committed as we are. And I think as soon as we realize that ourselves, we can start to sort of plan how much it is someone needs to know exactly for them to at least respect the fact that we're passionate about this as someone they love and uh, that we, feeding into the reason too that people usually run a mile um, around time, budget, and, uh, and, and just blocking it around that, uh, the, the way we then reassure them that we are the ones that are going to take charge here. So, uh, you know, often if we can just get them to understand why we're passionate and we can reassure them that it's not going to take any more time and most of the time any more money, then we're just going to be a little bit more able to get some buy-in from the people around us. Uh, and so I'm still talking about mainly family here, not so much the community stuff. Uh, and one of my favorite ways to do this is by watching a documentary film together. So, you know, often we might be so passionate about this that we can sound either accusatory or we can sound like they're in trouble or being disciplined. And that's not a great sort of dynamic, certainly not a sexy dynamic as a couple, but it's not a great dynamic to your mother who raised you and did absolutely everything for you as you grew up to, to turn around and say, oh, by the way, all those sweets are poisonous and please unplug that air freshener when little Jake comes over because it's toxic, you know? Uh, like I would be pretty offended by that too if if I had no understanding of this stuff. And remember, the, the, a lot of media has worked against um, 
more ethical environmental and uh, health-based choices for many years because they have advertisers that unfortunately uh, need to keep making money so they need to keep advertising and in advertising we need to respect our advertisers and so maybe we don't always tell it like it is in our newspapers, magazines, etc. So we really need to tread quite lightly here and bring some good, solid evidence. Simple, great resource. Uh, I often joke that a lot of people uh, in my family of uh, the older generation didn't really listen to what I was saying until I was on the ABC radio. <laughs> and uh, someone might be laughing out there as they listen to this. Some, some people need a source that they reference. So think about the people you love that are against this notion of you making changes. Think about what magazines do they read? What newspapers do they read? What TV shows do they watch? And start to try and match up the evidence that you bring them with something they would be more inclined to check out anyway. So if their favorite uh, magazine is Woman's Day, for example, uh, then guess what? I just was asked to provide a whole bunch of answers for Women's Day as to why we should be caring about reducing our toxic exposures just last week, which I don't know when it's coming out, but it'll be soonish. Just to give you an example, so go find, like if you know that your friend is always sharing New York Times political articles, but they call you a crazy hippie crackpot, then go to the New York Times and find New York Times journalistic pieces on environmental toxin exposure and why we should be concerned and you will find them and then that you can share with them. So see, it was in the New York Times. So this way it can kind of help you build credibility, build a few bridges towards things that they're already consuming to make their informed choices in the things they care about. I find that super effective. Another great thing to do is to make it fun, like have a bit of a makeup party or an essential oil party or have a bit of a, um, without needing to sell people things, by the way, that, cause that can be a huge turnoff as well. Um, and, uh, another thing is to just have a documentary night together. You, husband, wine, cheese, their favorite dessert or chocolate and make it pleasurable to watch an informative documentary. My two favorite documentaries, um, are, uh, okay. So for food, sustainable is my favorite one. It's, uh, it was on Netflix. Hopefully it's, uh, on Netflix again still. Um, but, uh, it is just a fantastic documentary. It doesn't vilify any food groups at all. It just talks about beautiful ways of growing things, right? So that is just really, really focuses on what's important in the way we grow stuff. And then um, in terms of environmental toxins, The Human Experiment is a wonderful film uh, and the stink movie that's just come out, and I'll put all of these in the show notes, is fantastic as well because uh, it's all about synthetic fragrances and uh, their impact on our health and the environment. Uh, I just had actually, I'll also put in the show notes, an amazing PDF, which is a report by a team of Swedish scientists at Stockholm University talking about the environmental impacts of endocrine disruptive chemicals, specifically in the marine environment. So if your husband or son or um, daughter or wife loves the beach, loves surfing, loves going to the aquarium, loves scuba diving, all that kind of stuff, 
then you can share a report like this and say, check out what this stuff that you've got in your deodorant is doing to our aquatic life. This is, you know, I'm not being crazy and this is affecting stuff you care about. And I know you care about this stuff. See what I'm talking about? So it's about coming to them to the place where they are with the things that they care about and working from there. And it really does help us move the needle on this stuff. Uh, and then the, the third question I got the most, uh, which the third question I got the most, sorry, uh, tongue tied was really very much. I sometimes feel super overwhelmed and I I just don't feel like I'm ever going to be able to get this done. Okay. So good news is you're never going to get it all done. Bad news is you're never going to get it all done. The sooner we accept that this is not a quest for perfection, this is a quest for moving forward constantly and progressing constantly, the sooner we can all relax and just get on with making some beautiful changes. You know, often if we don't think we can do it perfectly, we don't do it at all. And that is a huge detriment to us and our beautiful planet and our health because, uh, you know, like look at diets, look at the idea of eating better. Oh my gosh, I, I thought I was going to do this five cups of greens a day challenge and on day three I totally screwed it so I'm done now. No, day four do your five cups of veg. It doesn't matter that day three was a failure. Failure is part of success. And please, 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 never on my watch should you feel like you aren't enough. You are here. You are part of the low-tox community. You are making a difference because you care in the first place. And that, my friends, is uh, what I say to that question. Just focus on the fact that you are making incredible changes every day already look backwards and look at how much you've already achieved, look forwards and think, what am I most passionate about changing out of all the possibilities that there are next? And it's going to be so individual. So often we look at an internet guru or a celebrity and we think, oh, that's what I got to work on next because that's what so-and-so is working on. But the bad news is, is if we didn't have a personal deep down fire in the belly for that thing to make that change in the first place, we are highly unlikely to succeed compared to if we came to the realization that that was a priority for us on a deeply personal level. I would love to hear whether you guys have any experience uh, that you want to share around this and what motivators you have found work for you best when it's come to change. Uh, but uh, I, I, these are these are things that I have shared with audiences that have asked these questions all over Australia and, uh, and, uh, hopefully get to do that all over the world eventually. Uh, but I guess we're doing that right now all over the world, given so many of you guys come from all over the place. So hopefully those have been really helpful to you. And those were the three things that I got asked the most about on the book tour. So now into the top five things that I have recommended over the book tour because of people saying, okay, I'm a bit new to this. Where do I start? And I'm having trouble prioritizing after reading the book uh, because of course there is a lot in there covering food, body, home, and mind, and we can get a little bit lost. So as I always say, 
the most important place to start is a place that matters to you rather than to the people out there or to what your friend's doing or to what the guru's doing, to what the celebrity's doing, because then you have a chance for change to stick if it really matters to you. But from there, I'll share my top five that personally uh, mattered to me the most to help people change if they're actually just really wanting to know what I think. So number one is those fake smells. And if anyone in your household, even after what I was just talking about with trying to help family and friends uh, come around to your way of thinking and to to realizing that these synthetic fragrances are doing us no good, uh, then I would definitely recommend the new Netflix documentary or newly available on Netflix documentary Stink, the movie. It is really approachable. It very clearly spells out the issues we have around chemical industry being able to lobby politicians, pay politicians, uh, and influence vote. And so, uh, which is a huge part of the problem. It is a huge part of why we are not moving forward on this, why we are not moving forward on climate change. While we still have chemical industry, mining companies, etc., able to donate to political parties and individual politicians, we're not going to move forward at the government level. We need to move forward at the grassroots level. So movies like this really help decode that complex aspect of things for people who really are hell-bent on assuming that because it's on a shelf, it's been checked out by lots of people. And uh, and it's just a wonderful documentary. It's not alarmist. It's just a dad wanting to do best by his uh, two daughters and his wife that passed away from breast cancer. Uh, but that's not even a poor me, poor me, um, cue the violins throughout the entire movie messaging. It's just very factually presented and I'm in huge admiration of uh, the filmmaker for the way he put together this film. I think it's going to help a lot of you guys, uh, help get your family around. Funny story. Uh, it's my birthday today. Uh, well, by the time you guys are listening to this, it would have been last Thursday, but it's the 22nd of November as I record this. And that's my birthday. And last night I, um, sat down on the couch and said, Oh, I know you usually like to watch action movies to wind down. And I really like reading and, um, researching and stuff in my evenings. So that suits me just fine. But tonight I would love to call the shots on what's on TV and I want to watch Stink the Movie. <laughs> anyway, we start watching it because uh, I always advocate for watching documentaries together as a couple. But he's already on board, so it's not like I needed to convince him of anything. Um, but the funny story was was that about 20 minutes in, he was peacefully asleep on the couch <laughs> And I was happily watching my stink movie, eating my dark chocolate. So uh, everyone won in that picture. But anyway, I digress. So stink the movie, number one. Um, But if you are really new to this, if you've been more on the food train for a while, sustainability train, plastics train, and you're wanting to now move into your environmental toxins, my challenge for you or for anyone who's a naysayer is this, get your air freshener, your scented reeds, your scented candles, your personal perfumes, your fabric softener, uh, and box it all up along with any other synthetic smelling like strawberry shortcake toys, smaggle or smiggle, whatever that brand is, pens that are grape flavored and scented, all that kind of stuff. Box it all up, put it in the garage, get it out of your house and just buy a fragrance-free dishwashing detergent, or a natural one like your eco store kind of vibe or your um yeah, one of those sorts of brands. And then um 
Uh, what's the other thing? You sh- and then replace your fabric softener with a scent-free, like the Aware one, just for a couple of weeks. Just make a couple of swaps of things you use every day that are fragrance-free and then get rid of all of those other ones into a box, put it in your garage. You don't need to throw them away. You just need to not have them in your house for two weeks. Then at the end of two weeks, bring back the box, open up the box, plug everything in, light everything, put on a dryer with your fabric softener, do all the things and just see after not having been so, um, so exposed to synthetic fragrances as, as you normally would have been in the past, what it feels like to bring all of that stuff back. I promise you, I have never and we've done this with thousands of people over the last few years, I've never had someone say, oh, yeah, it was fine. They're great. I'm so glad I've got them all back. Uh, I have only had people have instant headaches, hay fever, responses that really showed them very clearly that those things were not normal and that given a chance for our body to remove those toxins from itself, when you then are exposed to those toxins, instead of incrementally over a lifetime and just thinking and feeling that that was your normal benchmark for what was right, you really, really notice that it's, there's something really wrong there. So synthetic fragrances are my number one. Number two, and a lot of people were like, (gasps) on the book tour, um, when I said pillow, the pillow is my number two. Why? The average three-year-old pillow has several species of mold growing in it and over a 100,000 dust mites. No joke. You also have the issue of our hot, squishy faces lying against those things and many of the pillows on the market being synthetic or having synthetic polyester covers or having synthetic polyester fibers. And with microplastics being a huge issue, we don't want to be breathing them in from dust from our pillows, nor do we want synthetic fibers to be um, contributing to our air quality while being so close to a synthetic pillow. So switch to your beautiful wool pillow. If you're an Aussie, the Blessed Earth guys do a lovely wool pillow range. Uh, Switch to a natural, 100% natural latex pillow uh, as another option. But be careful if it just says latex, that can mean that there's some other stuff going on in there, your memory foams and all those kinds of things that say made with natural latex or made with latex. It's kind of like saying made with essential oils, but there being a whole bunch of synthetic fragrances fragrances in there. I'm looking at you, new breed of air fresheners. Uh, So yeah, you want to go pure 100% natural latex, you want to go wool, or you want to go things like buckwheat hull. There's a few new fibers that are natural on the market if you come across those. Uh, And then another one, of course, is the traceable duck down. Why I say traceable is a lot of feather pillows are made with horrendous animal welfare practices. So you really want to have full transparency if you're going to go down that road. Okay. Number three is the water filter and how fitting that we have a water filter sponsor this month, my faves, the uh, Waters Co guys. So please check out the show notes for the offer. You have 10% off and free shipping of their entire range. And there are many different water filters to suit the budget and a great shower filter as well. If you find you get prickly skin or red 
splotches of sort of histamine reaction after a shower, it's probably due to the chlorine in your local water. So the water filter would be one of my number one things to swap. And you have so many reasons for this. Whatever side you sit of on the fluoride debate, uh, personally, you know, someone that said, I know you're trying to be diplomatic, but what do you think? Uh, just last week in Wagga. And I said, okay, look, what I think is this, and it is informed by many de- holistic dental professionals that I've spoken to over the years about tooth decay. You've heard me interview Dr. Ron Ehrlich on the show in my courses, Lewis Ehrlich, his nephew, um, Dr. Stephen Lynn on the podcast as well, and many, many others. And I honestly don't believe that fluoride in the water is going to save the day. I think A great diet is the number one way we should be educating around tooth decay. And topical fluoride, there's evidence to suggest that in a toothpaste format that it can be helpful, preventative, especially if you've got weakened enamel, um, which a lot of kids do these days. But still, even then, you can get a great natural toothpaste that contains fluoride that doesn't have triclosan, SLS, and all the other weird stuff that's in a lot of the commercial toothpaste. So I'll pop that one um, if anyone's uh, curious about that in the show notes. Um, but, uh, but when it comes to the water personally, I do not believe that water should be fluoridated. It feels like medication to me against people's will. And it feels like different people are getting different doses depending on their size. Think of a bottle fed baby, you know, that really uh, just doesn't wash well with me. And, um, And so when it comes to the water filter, however, like there are so many other reasons why water filtration is a wonderful thing. A, uh, you are removing chlorine from the water, you're removing heavy metal from the water, all sorts of different heavy metals, you're removing pesticide, herbicide residues, which is hugely important given that there are many endocrine disruptive components to pesticides and herbicides, as well as antibacterial components, therefore disturbing your gut microbiome. Uh, and, and on the topic of bacteria, there are some harmful bacteria in uh, some tap waters, depending, and uh, and there you go. So, and it also is just so much more economical and environmentally friendly than buying, um, you know, cask waters, bottled waters. You know, so many people still selling alkaline bottled water, and I just never will forget the aha moment I had walking past a bottled water factory on my way to some somewhere and just seeing this hot sun beaming down on the truck that was being unloaded that would probably have been driving for several hours and all of that plastic in there and hot sun on the plastic going into the drinking water. I mean, it's really just not a great plan, hey guys, for our health or for the planet's health. So get yourself a good water filter. If you can only afford a tiny little portable water filter like the one that the Waters Co guys have as their entry level and travel option, Option, it's still going to be an amazing thing. It just means you'll be using it way, way more than if you had a bench top and you could just let it filter out 10 liters. But it's still a huge improvement. So don't worry about what your friend can afford and, oh my gosh, poor me, I don't get to have the bench. You still get to have beautiful clean water for under 200 bucks with a set of three refills. So, um, you know, we all start somewhere. I started with the Entry Level Waters Co. many years ago now, about seven years ago, and have just been incrementally um, 
upgrading and passing those items on to other people who can't afford any options. Um, and I just love that, you know, it's not about perfection from the start with something like the big ticket items. Often we have to sidestep before we get the thing we truly want and play a longer game. So water filter would be my number two, my number three, I think we're up to. Yeah. So we've done fake smells, pillow, water filter. Now, some people wanted my top five, some groups asked for my top three. So that was my top three. But if we were to talk top five, number four is think about the top three things you consume in your pantry or fridge. And if you're not already organic in some way, shape or form, start there, switch those top three volume items to organic. Whether you guys are big on carrots, big on apples, big on dairy, whatever it is, to just feel like you are kicking some goals, start with what you use the most and switch those to organic. You will have huge bang for your buck on reducing pesticide herbicide by doing that alone. Um, number five is, um, it's just a really simple one actually, and it's the body lotion. If you use a body lotion, so many people head straight for the face and I get it because it's, you know, we do more to our faces and our faces are more how we identify as a person. But the body, if you think about the skin as an organ, is a much bigger um, part of our skin. And so if you wear, if you use a body lotion, then switch that one today and, uh, and you'll get huge bang for your buck there. So those are my top five things. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this little solo show. I'm going to uh, leave you now and, uh, and thank you very much for tuning in and listening. I would love to hear what you prioritize though. I think as I said, you know, if, if we do change right, we're changing based on our deepest priorities, the things that sit with us the most to change. Um, obviously I think number six through 10 would be plastic minimization of all kinds, whether it's pantry switching, switching to bulk food stores. There are so many things that are important and everybody's top five is going to be slightly different. Those are my top five bang for your buck on your health. Uh, and, um, and then I probably could do a separate top five for the planet, which would include uh, minimizing plastics in your pantry, minimizing plastics in your um, in your products, i.e. ditching the microbeads and all sorts of other things. So we could talk about this stuff forever. And I would love to hail the conversation now over to the Lotox Club, if you're a member there. Um, and uh, if you're not a member there, just pop it in the show notes in the comments section, because I would love to chat with you guys about this some more and see what you guys found really important to swap first, what resonated with you the most. So have a wonderful week. Uh, we have some amazing guests coming into the show in the next few weeks. I'm welcoming back the wonderful Mike Viking. So many of you loved his little book of Huga and our discussion together last, oh, the year before last year now on, um, on happiness and coziness and bringing coziness and happiness into our lives in a much more deliberate way. Uh, and I have the wonderful Jonathan Fields just before Christmas. I, oh, I, I'll keep a couple of secret, but I'm really, really excited about the conversations that are around the con. Okay. I'm going to say one more Dr. Zach Bush. Woohoo. Uh, so many good conversations coming. So thank you for tuning in week in, week out. Thank you for being a part of this beautiful community. I hope today's show helped you get clear on some stuff and helped you feel like you got to be a part of the book tour as well, even though you might not have been able to make it to one of the events. But for those of you that did, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
I have my heart so, so full from having been able to meet so many people in this community over the last few months. It has been wonderful to see so much of our beautiful country, Australia. And who knows, I might be doing some more international stuff next year. So uh, thank you once again for supporting the book and my work. And I look forward to chatting in the show notes today about what your priorities have been and continue to be. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoy having these conversations and bringing them to you. Now, where can you find me and Lotox Life from here on in? Well, you've obviously got lotoxlife.com and there we have everything beautifully organized into food, home, body and mind topics as well as kids and a whole bunch of free downloadables and resources to help you, inspire you to take community action and there's amazing A to Z recipes there if you're ever getting a little bit stale in the kitchen and a whole bunch of articles that I've written. You can also find me on Instagram at Lotox Life and also on Facebook by a page the same name. I make everything super easy, Lotox Life. So you can find it really, really simply. Thank you so much to everybody who leaves a five-star review over on Stitcher or iTunes or wherever it is that you tune into the show. And also to let you know that you can join us on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Lotox Life and come join the private Lotox Life Club. In there, over time, more and more cool stuff is about to be added. It's a place where we can continue the conversations, chat about the weekly show, you're going to get bonus Q&A and all sorts of things over time. I explain everything over on Patreon, so I encourage you to check that out. And in the meantime, I'll see you next week. Music.